Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our Wednesday morning prayer time as we are going through Advent and a, uh, another round of quarantine. So uh, glad you all are up and uh, following along. So we're going to have a little bit of prayer time and we're going to look at one particular verse uh, that Robert preached on on Sunday. That's Revelation 22.3. And this is a, a lifelong, one of my favorite verses. Uh, but just to remind everyone, we have spent some time uh, uh, praying over Thanksgiving uh, from Matt's sermon from a few weeks ago after Thanksgiving. Last week we did spiritual warfare and just being reminded as we're waiting for Jesus to return, we do have an enemy. Uh, and I think in Revelation 22.3 there's an element here of setting our expectations aright of, of what, what life is going to be like until Jesus comes back the second time. Uh, <clears throat> Revelation 22.3 says, no longer will there be a curse, or in the ESV, no longer will anything be accursed. And uh, I first was introduced to this verse, uh, gosh, it's been 20 or so years ago. I was on staff, Lisa and I were on staff with Crew, then Campus Crusade for Christ, and, and we had a staff leader uh, at like a regional meeting, a guy named Tommy Bridges, you all wouldn't know, but he, he did a devotion on this verse, and I had never heard it, or the Holy Spirit had never really caused it to sink in like it did on that particular day. Uh, but this guy told a story about a summer vacation he had with his family. And it was the perfect day for them. It's, you know, young family, kids, all that. They were at the beach where the weather wasn't too hot. Uh, the kids were getting along. He and his wife were doing well. They were sitting there enjoying the most perfect day at the beach you could ever imagine. And out of nowhere, Tommy tells a story that when he was playing with the kids, he got some sand down in his swimming trucks, in his shorts. And it began to bother him, started irritating him. And then in no time, his skin became irritated. And what was the most perfect day turned into, for him, an absolutely miserable day. And he said it was at that moment this verse came to his mind. No longer will there be anything accursed. That is, a day is coming when Jesus returns, when the great universal curse is lifted. But he said at that moment at the beach, he realized, until Jesus comes, I know it's kind of a comical story, but it's simply the reality that there is no perfection on this earth until Jesus comes and makes everything right. So I love that story, and it really does help put our uh, imagination in line of, what should we expect in our lives until Jesus comes back? If you think about it, from Genesis chapter 3 uh, all the way until Jesus' first advent, and then until his second advent, we are waiting for him to come and to make all things right. His first advent began this work. Our sin was forgiven. We received the Holy Spirit. Uh, so much of the lifting of the curse began, but it will not come and its finality until Jesus comes back. And you know, if, if you think about your life today, uh, you really can think from Genesis 3 of what got cursed then when sin came into the world. There are really two enormous categories, and that would be the curse of Adam of work. That is all things, resourcing, needs, food, uh, all that you need is affected. And then with Eve, uh, the whole idea of family and community and relationships. I dare you to find a category in your life where there is a problem that doesn't fit underneath one of these kind of buckets, if you will. That is the money side or the people side. 
Uh, if you read the book of Proverbs, it's always dealing with those two things. Imagine, if you will, and I think that's what the second advent really is what I want us to think about today. Imagine a day when we have perfect relationships and we have perfect supply of all that we need. That's what our hearts are supposed to, to long for, as Robert would say, pine after when Jesus returns, when the curse is fully lifted. And then even on this earth, imagine a day where there is no abuse. Imagine a day where there is no unemployment, where there is no pandemic, where there is no sickness. I was thinking about it, and Lisa and I were talking about it a few minutes ago. Last year on Christmas Day, I had a stomach virus. Of all days, I had a stomach virus on Christmas Day. But that, I literally was in bed all day long on Christmas Day. And you think about it, that, that's not going to happen when Jesus returns. So what I want you to think about this morning as we go down our liturgy that was emailed to you on uh, Sunday is just to let your mind and imagination run wild with what will not be true when Jesus returns. All things that the curse affects, which is every single part of our life. There is no perfection today. Even in the best of situations, there's no perfection. But would you just dare to dream of how great life will be when Jesus returns and the curse is lifted. So, with that being said this morning, I want us to think about that as we go through <coughs> this brief liturgy. So if you have this, uh, I'm going to read the prayer, read a couple scriptures, uh, spend a moment in confessing of sin, uh, share an assurance of pardon, and, and then just pray for a bit. And then we'll close with the Lord's Prayer. I invite you all to uh, participate along. And if you've got your email here, you'll pull that out. But let's pray together now. Lord Jesus, you are the object which our hearts yearn. Your kingdom and your righteousness are our greatest hope. As we contemplate your return to this earth, our imaginations are too limited to embrace the joy which is coming to us. Yet your word tells us that the curse of sin and brokenness will someday be lifted and we will cry out to you in anticipation of that great day. We ask that you would fill our hearts with praise and thanksgiving of you today. So that is our heart. And let me read our scripture. And this is what Robert preached on Sunday, but just continuing this theme as it leads into our prayer time. So first, from Luke 2, and then secondly, this passage in Revelation 22. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you, and you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. So the first advent has come, and now our imaginations move to the second advent. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. They will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. 
Again, the picture here is us, his created ones, the ones whom he loves, where all we will know is his word, his law, perfectly written on our hearts, on our mind, and we will enjoy his peace only. That's our day. So that being said, let's confess our sin together. Oh Lord, in the midst of this Advent season, we confess that we are too quickly satisfied with temporary things. You have called us to long for the consummation of your kingdom, and yet we are easily satisfied with so much less. We confess our toleration of the sins of busyness and distraction. We admit that we do not long for you because we have replaced pure longings for the pleasures of this world. Open our eyes today to your beauty and cause our hearts to seek your face. So I invite you today to, to spend a little bit of time on your own, uh, just personally confessing your sin to the Lord of, of how we have replaced true longings with just being satisfied with temporary things. But do be encouraged uh, from John chapter 1. And the Word became flesh, and He dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son, from which the Father, full of grace and truth. Yes, that is Christ has come. So I'm going to spend just a moment now praying for you, praying for our church, praying for our city, asking that the Lord would remind us of these truths and the reality that this curse is being lifted. So wherever you are now, if you're watching, uh, join me as I pray, and then I will close us, and we'll all pray the Lord's Prayer together. Well, Father, as we think of these things, and we think, Lord Jesus, of your return, it, it truly seems too great to comprehend of a world where there is no curse, where there's no thought of death or dying or sickness, where there's no thought of abuse or anxiety or depression. Oh, Father, we long for that day. Uh, forgive us, Lord, we pray that, that we forget that that day is coming, that we build our lives just on the here and the now without remembering uh, the greatness that is coming. Oh, Father, I pray for those in our church who are hurting today. We pray for those who are ill. We pray for those who, yes, Lord, are fighting this virus. Father, we pray for those who are fighting against uh, depression that the pandemic and the holiday season can easily bring. Oh, Father, I pray that your gospel light would bring joy uh, to, to your people today. Uh, Father, I pray for those um, uh, who are affected financially by all that's going on. Uh, Lord, we pray your hand of guidance and blessing and protection upon them. Father, I pray for those who celebrate you today with, with your good gifts of, of new birth, of uh, uh, just the reality that you have answered prayer and they have tasted of your grace. Oh, Father, I pray that you would remind us all even more of your great promises to us and what will come when you return. So, Father, we pray uh, today that would your kingdom come and your will be done. And as we will pray in just a moment, Lord, uh, we ask that you would supply all of our needs. And we thank you for these things. And now we pray as you have instructed us to pray. And, uh, folks, we'll close with this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And all of God's people said, Amen. All right. Uh, we will do this again next week. And I appreciate you all getting up and watching. And I uh, hope you have a good day.